You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're diving into the latest box office news, movie news, and streaming news from around the industry. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease, and on today's episode of Let's Talk, we're diving into the Flash TV show, how it went from the best to a total disaster. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex, for sponsoring this episode. If you're a podcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, come check out Pondex today at pondex.com and use the promo code Larry21 for 10% off your order. I'd also like to remind you, we have merch available. If you'd like to check out our merch line, the link will be in the description, and consider buying a t-shirt and support the channel. So let's dive into today's topic, shall we? And as always, this is our opinion. Let us know your thoughts on this topic in the comments section below, or on Twitter at Cinema Gold Show, right up here, or on Facebook. So without further ado, let's get into it. The CW has spent most of 2022 cleaning house in anticipation of its sale. A direct result of the newly finalized Warner Brothers Discovery merger. This has led to the gradual death of the network's shared DC TV universe, better known as the Arrowverse. A process that's culminating with The Flash airing its ninth and final season in 2023. It's a bittersweet turn for those who've spent years watching Grant Gustin's Barry Allen and his faithful Team Flash save Central City over and over again. But at the same time, it's hard to deny this news is long overdue. When The Flash premiered on October 7th, 2014, it was a breath of fresh air for the superhero genre, where its predecessor, The Arrow, was a broody and grounded crime drama drawn in the vein of Batman Begins. The Flash was brightly colored, unapologetically soapy, and perfectly willing to indulge in the sillier aspects of its comic book source material. 
This in turn paved the way for other Arrowverse series to further explore the spectrum when it comes to tone and style. To put it another way, King Shark and Gorilla Grodd walked on the flash. So Bebo could body slam demons in the Old West on DC's Legends of Tomorrow. What's more, The Flash managed to avoid the dreaded sophomore slump by introducing different realities in its second season. Well before the Marvel Cinematic Universe began its own multiverse saga. Yet, over the years between season 2 and the present, the show suffered a stark drop-off in quality, albeit one that happened in fits and starts as opposed to a steady decline. As such, in light of its cancellation, it now seems a fitting time to examine how the fastest man alive ended up running off the track. The Flash debut season thrives by blending a villain of the week formula with an origin story for Grant Gustin's Scarlet Speedster, an effective adulthood coming-of-age parable. Season 1 wisely uses the particle accelerated explosion that grants Barry Allen his powers to explain why his home, Central City, is suddenly flooded with metahuman lawbreakers. It then balances these cartoony genre elements with earnest subplots involving Barry's tragic past, his loving friends and adopted family, and his secret affection for Iris West. And yes, Iris is basically Barry's adopted sister. Yet their slow burn romance somehow works in spite of the underlying weirdness. Most of that approach was successfully carried over into Season 2 between the birth of the series' multiverse, itself the source of new allies and threats alike, and the arrival of Iris' brother Wally West as part of a larger father-son motif. It's Season 3 where the show's reliance on formula starts to become an issue. Courtesy of the show's loose attempt to adapt the famously dark Flashpoint comic book storyline, It seems an extra dose of broodiness was all it took to begin throwing off the serious alchemy. To be fair, it wasn't merely that the Flash made an ill-advised effort to be more like Arrow, i.e. grittier, in Season 3 with its now infamous Savitar storyline. After two seasons, its villain in the week formula had grown repetitive and was failing to evolve with the rest of the show, leading to weaker one-off villains and week-by-week B-plots. It called for an overhaul, and Season 4 obliged by bringing in Clifford DeVoe, a.k.a. The Thinker, a foe who, in a welcome twist, presented much more of a psychological challenge than the series' previous big bads. Giving Barry, an, giving Barry Allen an enemy he couldn't simply speed punch wasn't the only thing The Flash Season 4 did right. That year also saw producer Andrew Kreisberg fired in response to multiple sexual harassment allegations, after which... By no coincidence, the series' female characters and their subplots got noticeably better. Season 4 subsequently ended by formally bringing in Barry and Iris' West's daughter from the future, Nora, a development that allowed for a natural progression in Season 5 of having Barry go from mentee to a mentor figure and a little literal father himself. Season 5 would thus set the stage for Season 6's Crisis on Infinite Earths the major Arrowverse crossover event that would more or less bring Arrow to a close and should have done the same for The Flash. In fact, The Flash had hinted it would, for years, teasing that Barry would one day vanish in a mysterious future crisis and giving the series a natural endpoint. Except it was obvious, heading into Season 6, that Barry would somehow miraculously make it out of the crisis alive. And, well, robbing the final episodes leading to the event of any real tension or pathos.
Sure enough, Barry survived Crisis and the Flash just kept going. In doing so, however, it lost the momentum it had heading into Season 6. The show felt directionless in a way it never had before, bringing in more characters and launching new story threads with no clear endgame. It didn't help that longtime cast member Carlos Valdez already plainly had one foot out the door well before his departure in Season 7, having planned his exit as far back as Season 4, which he admitted to TV line in 2021. The Flash Season 7 was pretty much a perfect storm of problems. After the pandemic cut Season 6 short in 2020, Season 7 was left to try and quickly wrap up its predecessor's story, then jump right into its own. Coupled with co-star Hartley Sawyer being fired in between seasons, just as his character, Ralph Dibney, a.k.a. Elongated Man, was about to get his own major subplot, and the limits on filming imposed by the ongoing health crisis, Season 7 was one giant mess from start to finish. Frankly, there wasn't a single story thread that didn't feel off, forced, or both. And even the attempts to bid farewell to Carlos and Tom as main cast members didn't really land. While Season 8 isn't generally regarded as quite the disaster Season 7 was, it's apparent the magic is gone in the series, running on fumes at the stage. Even if the pandemic hadn't happened, it's hard to imagine there being a reality in the multiverse where the Flash would have been better off ending with a crisis on an infinite Earths either. The idea that Barry Allen would inevitably have to vanish during the event gave the show actual stakes, the kind that kept it alive even after its formula became stale and its uh, luster started to wear off. Moreover, The Flash was always a show defined by a simple yet powerful conceit. Even the fastest man alive can't outrun his fate. Turns out, that was true in more ways than one. And of course, The Flash is returning for its ninth and final season on The CW next year. So let us know your thoughts on Flash, the series so far as a whole. Um, are you a fan of the whole series, or did you give it up after the quality kind of declined? And of course, if you like our videos, hit that thumbs up button, smash that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification button, and to be notified of future videos. And as always, if you want to support the channel, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash cinemagold. Your support helps the channel grow. And as always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. You have been watching the Cinema Gold Show. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold Show. Find us on Instagram at The Cinema Gold Show. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Cinema Gold Show. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.